المرسلين سيدنا ونبينا وشفيعنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين رب اشرح لي سري ويسل لي أمري وحل عقدة من لساني يفقه قولي ما بعد Respected elders, your brothers and sisters, my young friends, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. We begin by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our creator, the Lord of the universe, our nourisher, our sustainer. And we begin by sending peace and salutations upon his beloved messenger, Muhammad, the son of Abdullah, sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wasallam. I hope and pray, my brothers and sisters, that you're all well and safe by the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has still given us the ability, or at least uh, some of us, to be to gather. Alhamdulillah, uh, we still have, of course, restrictions in place and limitations. But alhamdulillah, compared to uh, other places, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has, uh, has blessed us and still given us the ability to gather for Friday prayers and to gather for daily prayers at least three times a day alhamdulillah rabbil alameen may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect you all may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, continue to to gather us in goodness may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring us back quickly very soon to the time once again when we can all gather uh, brothers uh, sisters elders uh, children uh, youth everyone families together um, in the in the worship of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and in goodness alameen Today, as you probably know, is the busiest shopping day of the year. Uh, has anyone gone shopping for Black Friday? Have you bought anything online? Perhaps you have. And one of the things that I've been noticing is that each year, uh, this shopping day called Black Friday gets bigger and bigger. You know, when I was younger, the focus used to be on Boxing Day, which was the day after Christmas. And uh, as children, we used to think that it was a time when people would go boxing. You know, but of course, it wasn't called boxing because of boxing. It was boxing because of, or it's called boxing because the unsold items after the holiday uh, sales would be uh, passed. Uh, so they would try to uh, get rid of them, or so they said, uh, by putting them on sale. Uh, but now it seems that Black Friday, uh, which originated in the United States, uh, seemed to has caught on, uh, seems to have caught on here in Canada as well. And each year it gets bigger and bigger. And unfortunately, uh, today, many people will become victims of consumerism and materialism. Now, of course, this isn't something that is, uh, you know, limited to Black Friday, but it is a gross example of that. And perhaps it will be a little bit different this year because of the pandemic and because of the restrictions. But, you know, we are accustomed to seeing people lining up. And again, it's it's a bit uh, greater uh, on uh, on the, the other side of the border, uh, a lot more intense. Uh, people, you know, taking things out of other people's carts and, and rushing to find good deals. Uh, so not to that level here in Canada yet. Anyway, alhamdulillah. Uh, but it is a gross example of consumerism and materialism on both sides of the border. Now, today, I'd like to share some tips on how we can turn that around, how we can turn that around, not just on Black Friday, but just generally when it comes to shopping and making purchases and make shopping meaningful and positive, inshallah. Now, you know, the reality is that during the pandemic, some of the people that are having the most difficult of times uh, are um, small business owners. Right. So, of course, the people who are ill, who have lost loved ones, uh, there's no one can, uh, can uh, you know, uh, can, no other, you know, suffering or problem can match what they have gone through, the grief that they have experienced and the suffering that they have gone through. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to shower his mercy and forgiveness upon those 
who have returned to him and he asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to cure and to strengthen those uh, who are ill with COVID-19 or with any other illness. But apart from uh, the, the loss of life and, and the impact on people's health, uh, financially, it's uh, the small business owners that are uh, going through some of the toughest times. And they have put in a lot of effort uh, and money and sweat into their businesses. And you know because of the restrictions and because of the situation, they are seeing this. Many of them are seeing it slip away before their eyes. The value of their, you know, of their business going down. Many of them trying to sell them, and of course, no one really wants to, uh, or I shouldn't say no one, but you know, there's not that many buyers out there who want to get into it right now. A lot of businesses in the downtown areas where people are no longer going to work because they're working from home, um, and you know, a, a lot of uh, you know, small mom and shop, mom and pop, as they say, businesses, shops. Uh, you know, community members, uh, family members who are uh, running different businesses, uh, they're, they're having a quite, of a, a, a quite a bit of a difficult time. Now, a lot of us are now used to shopping from major retailers and websites. And even when you look at sales, of course, you know, you look at for maybe the sale flyers, you go to particular websites, uh, you know, electronic uh, retailers, uh, and you order online. And many of them, many of the larger retailers, the larger stores are seeing a boom, right? They're seeing their business boom because people are at home, they want to shop, they go online. Uh, they're not going out as much, uh, or if they go out, they go to the big malls and to the to the big, uh, you know, uh, big retailers. So if we try to redirect some of our spending towards the small businesses, especially locally, it could help a household and a family get through another day. Like that's how much of a difference it would make if we were just to redirect some of our spending uh, and uh, and spend uh, on uh, or or purchase through. You know, small businesses and local businesses that could really make a difference in their livelihoods, especially at this time. So we're talking about restaurants, we're talking about local shops, maybe home-based sellers. Uh, so these are the people, you know, who are probably uh, suffering the most right now. Now you see, a man came to the Prophet wasallam asking for money, right? A man from the Ansar, Anas ibn Malik anhu reported that a man from the Ansar came to the Prophet wasallam and he begged from him, he asked for money. So the Prophet ﷺ, instead of giving him money, although of course the Prophet ﷺ had the most compassion for anyone in need and always encouraged giving charity, instead of just giving to him, he said, have you nothing in your house? And the man said, yes, I have a piece of a cloth, a part of which we wear and a part of which we spread on the ground, and I have a wooden bowl from which uh, we drink water. So the Prophet ﷺ said, bring them to me. So he only had the sheet and this bowl, and the Prophet ﷺ said, bring the sheet and the bowl to me. So the man brought these articles to him and the Prophet ﷺ took them in his hands and he said, who will buy these? Can I imagine? It's just a bowl and a sheet. So he said, who will buy these? So someone said, I will buy them for one coin. So the Prophet ﷺ said twice or thrice, who will offer more than one coin? So essentially he's conducting an, an, an auction of the sheet and of this bowl. Uh, so he says, who will offer more? Um, and someone said, I will buy them for two coins. So he sold them for two coins. And the Prophet ﷺ said, buy food with one of them and give it to your family and buy an axe and bring it to me. Okay, so he's basically coaching him, guiding him through this process. So the man brought it to the Prophet ﷺ, who fixed a handle on it with his own hands and he said, go gather firewood and sell it. And do not let me see you for a fortnight. The man went away, he gathered firewood and he sold it. And when he had earned 10 coins now, he came back and he came and bought a garment and food. And the Prophet ﷺ said, that this is better for you than for begging. Uh, this is better for you than for begging to come as a blemish on your face on the day of resurrection. Begging is only appropriate for three people. One in grinding poverty, 
one in serious debt and one who must pay a difficult compensation. So meaning that you know, asking others for assistance and asking for help is really uh, for the most uh, you know, pressing and most difficult of circumstances. And everything should be done before getting to that point uh, to try to uh, you know, uh, to try to sustain oneself. Now, what's interesting here is that the Prophet ﷺ sold the sheet and the bull. Now, it made me wonder, and I don't know the answer to this, but I wonder that the, the Sahabi who bought them for two coins, right, or the one who offered one coin, or the you know the one who bought it for two coins, how much did they actually need that bull and that sheet, right? I wonder if they actually needed it or not. And my my hunch is that they probably maybe they actually didn't need it. Uh, however, because the Prophet ﷺ was selling it, and it was a means of supporting uh, this companion, uh, they ended up buying it for those two coins. Allah knows best. But what we what we can understand is that to purchase products or services from a person can be a dignified way of supporting them when they're in need. Right? Buying products and services, and I, you hear anecdotal stories, you know, of elders of people in in uh, you know in, in various places who will you know who who will purchase something. They'll see someone who is clearly appears to be in need, who is selling something, you know, on the on the street side. And they will actually purposely go and buy from them. Um, not because they really need that item, but because they want to support that person. And it's a dignified way. So instead of giving charity to them, they actually buy from them. So that power, that person, the vendor, the person who's in need also feels empowered. Uh, and they've actually, you know, the person who's buying has done a good deed uh, by supporting someone uh, who actually needs that support. So empowering people to support themselves is a good deed. And it is something that the Prophet ﷺ has shown. So giving charity, yes, is great and is excellent and has its own virtues. But there is also uh, uh, the, the vision of the Prophet ﷺ, which is to lift people up and empower them and train them and support them so that they are able to support themselves and so that they're not dependent upon support and charity. Now, of course, sometimes there will be people in such situations who are not able to support themselves uh, because of you know a number of circumstances. And then there is no problem in giving charity to them and supporting them. But our effort should always be to try to uplift people in a dignified manner as, as much as possible. So, uh, you know, it is a, a good idea to shop with good intentions, uh, even if you have to pay a little bit more sometimes. You know, sometimes you may have to pay a little bit more, but you know that you're supporting a person in need or you're supporting someone who's going through a difficult time. And if you have the good intentions, then inshallah, that will be something that will be rewarding for you as well. Now, for some, uh, shopping is a, a means of feeling good. And this is uh, a troublesome concept, sometimes referred to as you know, retail therapy. Uh, that, oh, I, I'm feeling down or you know, I'm, I'm feeling uh, like I'm missing something, so I just need to go shop. Uh, so you know, um, <laughs> you know, uh, buying uh, as a form of therapy. Uh, now, this is a problematic, uh, problematic concept for multiple reasons. But let's say you enjoy shopping or you enjoy finding deals. I know, you know sometimes people do. There's nothing really wrong with that. But, you know, let's say you already have too much stuff or you don't need anything yourself. You, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed, blessed you and, and, and you're good, but you still feel like, you know, you want to go shop, then maybe do it for others. You know, buy gifts for others. You know, buy things that you can give to others. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, tahadu tahabu, right? That if you, you give each other gifts and you will love each other, right? Tahadu tahabu. So give gifts to each other. And that will become a means of loving one another. So, you know, if you if you really want to buy and you don't really need anything, then buy for others if you're able to afford it. Or buy, uh, you know, if you're looking for deals, look for deals, not for yourself, but look for, for charities. 
right? So if you find something, you know, on sale, if you find a really good deal, you're able to afford it. And it's something that could benefit the food bank. It could something that could benefit the masjid. It could benefit the homeless shelter. You know, buy those things because, you know, charity, uh, in-kind donations of items, you know, they don't always have to be unused uh, items that we don't want anymore. But a lot of times what happens is we think of charities to give items when we have too much junk and we don't know what to do with it. So they say, okay, can I drop it off at the masjid? Can I, I mean, I'm not saying this is always the case, but a lot of times this is when we think of giving items in charity. Money may be a different thing, but when it comes to items, you know, a lot of times it's when we don't need something. And subhanAllah, we're actually taught that when we give charity, we, sh we are actually encouraged to give the best in charity, right? Not to give the worst in charity, but to give the best in charity. You know, of course, if, if, if we don't want something to go to waste and we want to give it in charity, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with doing that. But, you know, charity should not be relegated to only the things that we don't want or only our junk, right? So if you find a good deal, you find something that could benefit someone, you find something on sale, uh, buy it if you can afford it. Uh, and give it to the food bank, give it to the masjid if it's needed, you know, give it to the homeless shelter, uh, socks, uh, gloves, coats, you know, all types of things that are needed, especially in homeless shelters. Uh, you know, you go to the store and so maybe there's, I don't know, bags of potatoes on clearance for 25 cents. Sometimes it happens, you know, okay, ask the food bank. You know, you find non-perishable uh, items and you find a really good deal, you pick them up and drop them off at the food bank, right? So be, uh, be looking out for others. Uh, you find a good deal and you can afford it. You don't need anything yourself. Do it to support others, either to give, you know, to give to others or to give in charity for others as well. Um, now, it is also a fact that many products sold today, right, are imported from various parts of the world, and many of them are made by people overseas who are abused, or and or who are treated very, very poorly, right? Referred to as sweatshops sometimes. So they're barely making any money, and they're they're almost living like modern day slaves. In, the, 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 in terms of how they're treated and how much work they're, they're made to do and how little they are uh, paid. Uh, or perhaps, uh, you know, they are made by uh, taking unlawful advantage of others in other ways. Now, on the one hand, it is true that, you know, such places give people an opportunity to earn some money, right? In places where there's great poverty, at least they have a job, at least they're able to feed their families, perhaps. But on the other hand, support for such retailers and such manufacturers and brands feeds this practice of cheap, unfair labor, right? The more people buy, then the more it feeds the practice, right? Because people, you know, if people don't raise awareness about it and they keep buying and they keep supporting it, then those manufacturers and those retailers, they keep doing it unless a tragedy occurs. Like some years ago, you know, there was a, a building collapse or, you know, a fire goes to one of these manufacturing uh, unsafe buildings where so many people are being forced or are, are having to make brands, brands that are sold in Canada, right? Clothing that you would buy for 20, 30, 40, 50 dollars, you know, being paid like 10 cents, 50 cents to make it, right? So, uh, and so when a tragedy occurs, that's when people start paying attention. But the reality is the stuff is going on all the time. So the point is my brothers and sisters, try to be more conscious of where your products are made. Everything that you're buying, that you're wearing, that you're using, where is it made? Who was it made by? Um, who are they supporting, right? So for sometimes, it's not about you know sweatshops or or, uh, or cheap labor, but perhaps the products are made in illegal uh, settlements, illegal Israeli settlements, uh, or perhaps they're uh, they've been grown on land that has been stolen from Palestinian farmers, right? As an example, uh, so you know try to make better choices when possible. I realize that it may not always be possible, but try to be. The point is try to be more conscious uh, about your choices when you shop, and try to shop 
uh, you know, in, in, a, in, in an ethical manner or support at least businesses that are ethical uh, or at the very least that are not acting unethically as much as possible. Um, now, we know that shopping often leads to waste and, uh, you know, we end up getting carried away buying things that we don't need. Um, I mean, the entire marketing industry is designed to get people to buy stuff. Right now, I know sometimes we have an interest in people buying stuff because maybe we work for a company who makes products that we want people to buy, and that's what makes it successful. Or maybe we own shares and stocks and retailers or manufacturers, and we want them to be successful. But on the other hand, the reality is, is that you know this entire system that is based on consumerism, materialism, uh, and on inciting people's desires and their greed, uh, you know, is not a healthy system. It is not an ethical system. It's not a system which is in line with the teachings of Allah and His, and His Messenger Wasallam. So what ends up happening is that marketing is done in a way to entice people to build their desires, to make them want to have things, to make them sound good. And then people get carried away and they end up buying things that they don't want, or sorry, that they don't need, they may not even want. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that's, and, and that uh, increases uh, waste in the world, uh, pollution, like there's so many impacts. Um, uh, SubhanAllah, right? So it, it's really based upon waste. Now, not every purchase is wasteful, of course. You can be buying things that you need and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but the, what it often leads to is buying things that people don't necessarily need, but the wants and the desires are tough. SubhanAllah, you know, even the way the stores are laid out, even that is done with the science behind it, right? Like when you go to a supermarket and you see, you know, the, the fruits and vegetables first and you get the nice smell of the bakery and like all of that, you know, and the way the aisles are laid out, like that's all done based on research so that people end up buying more, right? Like everything is designed like that. The flyers, like everything that you see, all the ads that you see, even the type of music that they play in commercials, like all of that has a science behind it, right? So the idea always is to put people into the mindset of wanting to buy more, even foods, Will be formulated food scientists will be employed to design foods that they make you want to eat more and they don't fill you up they don't fill you up and they're designed to make you want to eat more right why because it increases sales right so uh, just know that all of the stuff is happening behind the scenes now allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the quran describes the ibadur rahman and he says uh, the servants of the most merciful uh, of, uh, of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَالَّذِينَ إِذَا أَنْفَقُوا لَمْ يُسْرِفُوا وَلَمْ يَقْتُرُوا وَكَانَ بَيْنَ ذَلِكَ قَوَامًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says those when they spend neither do israf nor are they tight-fisted and they hold a medium in between وَكَانَ بَيْنَ ذَلِكَ قَوَامًا and they hold a medium in between now a number of places Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about israf and that he doesn't like the musrifun the people who do israf now the question is so what is Israf. Now, a lot has been written by scholars, especially the great commentators of the Quran, and the simplest translation is excessiveness or extravagance, right? Going beyond the limits of what is reasonable. Now, it is not just applicable to spending or, or consumption, but today, you know, that's what's that's what our focus is. Now, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is essentially telling us that from the Ibadur Rahman are those who do not spend excessively, are not extravagant in their spending. Yet at the same time, they aren't miserly either. Right? They aren't stingy either. So they take the middle road. Now Ibn Kathir, rahimahullah, uh, in his commentary, this verse, he says that they are not extravagant, spending more than they need to, nor are they miserly towards their families, not spending enough on their needs. But they follow the best and fairest way 
and the best of matters are those which are moderate, neither one extreme nor the other. Now, in another verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, وَلَا تَجَعَلْ يَدَكَ مَغْلُولَةً إِلَىٰ عُنُقِكَ وَلَا تَبْسُطَهَا كُلَّ الْبَسْطِ فَتَقَعُدَ مَلُومًا مَحْسُورًا And let not your hand be tied to your neck. Let not your hand be tied to your neck. What does it mean? Like a miser. You know that you know, you, you're afraid to, to move your hand away uh, and to open your wallet and to spend something. Nor stretch it forth to its utmost reach like a spendthrift. So don't be so tight-fisted that your hand doesn't want to move away from from your from your body, or and don't be so uh, uh, don't be uh, you know such a strength, uh, uh, spendthrift that you stretch your hand so much to its utmost reach that you become blameworthy and in severe poverty. Right. So essentially, it's sending a message of moderation that don't be stingy, but don't go beyond your means either, so that your spending you know ends up driving you to bankruptcy and poverty. So waste is what we want to avoid. But also miserliness as well. So my personal philosophy is, and you know, it's probably but my philosophy is that when there are sales, when there are deals, uh, and personally, uh, I have experience of getting uh, great deals uh, at this time, alhamdulillah, it can be a good time to get things that you need at the best or the good price. You know, if there's things that you know you're going to need, right? Your kids need coats, boots, whatever, right? Like you need to sign up for internet service, you need a cell phone plan, whatever it is, right? This may be a good time to look for that deal because uh, you may end up getting uh, the best price. And that way you protect yourself from spending more than you need to. You protect yourself from overspending unnecessarily while taking care of yourself and your family. And then you can, of course, use that save those savings to fulfill other needs or better yet to give, uh, give more in charity. Like why are you going to be careless and spend more unnecessarily where you could be saving that and you could be putting it to, to good use? either for yourself, uh, for your family, or, or, or uh, in charity. Uh, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam once had Iman come to him. Imam Ahmad relates from Anas ibn Malik radiallahu an that Ata rajulun min bani tamimin Rasul Allahi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. A man from Banu Tamim came to the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And he said, Ya Rasul Allah, inni dhu malin kathir. He said, Ya Rasul Allah, O Messenger of Allah, I have a lot of wealth. I'm a person of wealth. And I have a, a lot of uh, I have a lot of wealth. I have a family and children, and the refinements of city life. You know, I, I basically is an urbanite. So he says, "Tell me how I should spend, and what I should do. What should I do?" So the Messenger of Allah said, "Pay the zakat of your wealth if there is any that is due." For it is purification that will make you pure, maintain your kinds of uh, kinship, and pay attention to the rights of the beggars, the neighbors, and the poor. So he said, Ya Rasulullah, make it less for me. Ya Rasulullah, make it less for me. Like this is too much, make, make it less for me. So the Prophet وسلم, recited the verse. The verses And give to the kinsman his due And to the miskin, to the poor and to the wayfarer But spend not wastefully in the manner of a spendthrift And squander not your wealth in the manner of a spendthrift Meaning in an irresponsible, careless way and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Verily the spendthrifts are the brothers of the evil ones, of the shayateen, and the shaytan to his Lord himself is ungrateful. So thus, 
wasting of wealth on that which there is no benefit is in fact showing ungratefulness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it is also mentioned in a hadith, the Prophet ﷺ reported to have said that Kulu washrabu walbasu fi ghayri israfin wala makhila. That eat and drink and dress and give sadaqah without extravagance and without arrogance. So even like in everything, in any spending, even in giving sadaqah without extravagance, without arrogance. So to eat and dress well, and brothers and sisters, nothing wrong with it. If a person can afford it, fulfill your needs with better quality. Don't use it to show off, uh, you know, or to feel better than others. Don't get attached to it. Don't make it the purpose of your life. Uh, but, you know, it is okay to uh, to spend on the things which are halal from that which you have earned in a halal way. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, to grant us true contentment of the heart. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us all givers, make us attracted and attached with that which is permanent. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala purify our hearts and guide us to that which is best. Ameen, Rabbil Alameen. Let us make dua. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala Ali Sayyidina Muhammad wa barik wa sallim. Rabbana zalamna anfusana wa illam taghfir lana wa tarhamna lanakunanna minal khasirin. Allahumma laka alhamdu kulluhu wa laka shukru kulluhu wa ilayka yurja'u al-amru kulluhu ala niyatuhu wa sirruhu. اللهم لك الحمد حتى ترضى ولك الحمد إذا رضيت ولك الحمد بعد الرضا اللهم اغفر لنا ولوالدينا ولجميع المسلمين والمسلمات والله please forgive us for our minor and major sins يا رب العالمين والله please purify of heart our hearts of all types of unlawful and and uh, undesirable loves and desires يا رب العالمين والله please purify our hearts and fill them with the love, with your love and the love of your messenger the love of your books of of, of your words uh, the love of our uh, fellow believers and our fellow creation, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, please fill our hearts with the light of Iman, with the strength of Taqwa, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, please envelop all of us in your unseen protection, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, please protect us from all types of harms and hardships, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Hardships, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, please grant a speedy recovery and a cure and relief to all of our brothers and sisters who are ill, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, those who are in hospital right now. Oh Allah, those who are in pain right now. Oh Allah, those who are in grief right now. Oh Allah, those who have illnesses that they don't even know about. Oh Allah, please purify all of them of their illnesses and hardships, Ya Rabbul Alameen. Especially our elder sister in pain and weakness. Our brother and sister who are living with long-term pain and injuries. Our elder uh, pioneers, uh, especially uh, Dr. Abibur Rahman and uh, Brother Muntaz, uh, who, who are uh, suffering from cancer and other illnesses. Oh Allah, please grant them a speedy and complete recovery, Ya Rabbul Alameen. Oh Allah, our sister... Uh, who is in pain, our uh, families who are uh, ill with COVID-19, uh, our relatives, our brothers and sisters who are suffering with that illness and many others. Oh Allah, please cure all of them, Ya Rabbul Alameen. Oh Allah, you are the curer and the healer. Oh Allah, please grant them all speedy and complete recovery. Allahumma rabban nas, adhib al-ba's, ishfihim wa antashafi, la shifa illa shifa, uk shifa an la yagadiru sahma. Oh Allah, please grant relief to all of our brothers and sisters in faith and in humanity who are experiencing distress, anxiety, and grief, and any type of suffering, Ya Rabbul Alameen. Oh Allah, please remove their trials and their hardships, Ya Rabbul Alameen. Allahumma rabbana atina fi dunya hasana, wa fi l'akhirati hasana, wa qina a'zaab al-naaf. Allahumma inna nas'aluk al-afwa wal-afiyah, wal-ma'afat al-daimata fi al-dini wal-dunya wal-akhira. Allahumma azbeg alayna libas al-sihati wal-afiyah, waj'alha a'unan lana ala ta'atika wa maradatika, Ya Rahman Rahimeen. اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من الهم والحزن ونعوذ بك من الجبن والبخل ونعوذ بك من غلبة الدين وقهر الرجال اللهم اكفنا بحلالك عن حرامك واغننا بفضلك عن من سواك اللهم اغفر لنا ولإخواننا الذين سبقونا بالإيمان 
ولا تجعل في قلوبنا غلا للذين آمنوا ربنا إنك رؤوف رحيم اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم ألف بين قلوب المسلمين ووحد صفوفهم وأصلح قادتهم واجمع كلمتهم للحق يا رب العالمين اللهم أصلح حوال المسلمين في كل مكان اللهم حرر فلسطين والمسجد الأقصى يا رب العالمين اللهم احفظ وانصر إخواننا وقواتنا في كل مكان يا رب العالمين اللهم انصر المستضعفين في كل مكان وحقق لهم النصر والفتح المبين يا رب العالمين وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلق محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين today إن شاء الله we will have a special message from president of the Canada Muslim Association brother Mahmoud Sheikh السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته. Welcome to the Jumaat. I wanted to give you an update on our project. As you see, because of COVID, and you cannot have any conversation these days without talking about COVID. So because of COVID and because of so many delays from the contractors, our project got delayed. And finally, after the delays, taking now we can see in the back of the message there is these trucks that are working on finishing the parking lot. Inshallah, by next within the next week or two, they will be able to uh, complete the parking lot to the extent that you can park. Inshallah, in the spring they will put the tarmac uh, uh, and they will, you will, you will have the lines and everything. Uh, so inshallah, hopefully in the next week, next Juma, the Juma after, instead of entering from the front, you will be entering from the back. You will park in the car in the back, and you will enter, inshallah. Um, there's work also started in the masjid itself. So there's a lot of work going on right now. Uh, there's uh, washrooms, the wudu areas are nearly coming to completion, inshallah. So hopefully, this will also be completed soon. Uh, once it is completed, inshallah, in the normal circumstances, this will hold, this place will hold about 250 people, uh, which is alhamdulillah a great uh, blessing. This project is delayed, but as much as it is operational. Uh, so please come to the magic for Father Mahalib and Isha. Uh, what we are preparing now is for our second phase, which is uh, the magic, proper magic being built in the front of this uh, building. And that's where we need funding, inshallah. So in the past, at this time, we would be further ahead. Like we, right now, we're down by about 40%, our funded, which is a significant amount, and which uh, really hurts our progress. Uh, you know, uh, I know it's difficult for many people, but I know many people are working and they have jobs and they have the time and, and they can donate. So please, the masjid is open and inshallah, once the masjid is built, it will be, will be able to host many other events and activities. You know, even in this time, we're holding events, online events, and we have, you know, as an organization, we're trying to build, a, build an organization that is serving the people, not just the masjid, who come and pray and leave. So, for example, last night there was an online seminar, like on the phone, um, a Zoom seminar on how to start a halal business. Next week there is a program online on how to, uh, I know, careers for your kids. What, how do you think about a careers for your kids? Uh, two weeks ago uh, we talked about uh, another topic, you know. So, inshallah, what we will be, we are looking at is building a community and fulfilling the needs of the community, whether the gaps are, whether it's related to religion, whether it's related to the, to the success in this life, the success in that. So, inshallah, with your support, so we have gotten this far, alhamdulillah, with your support. And, you know, I'm really uh, impressed by the support that the community has given. And we do not stand here, you know, every day and say, you know, give us money. We just take two time periods and we stand here occasionally. We don't spend a lot of time, you know, with, uh, in this time, because the time crunch, we're not even going to ask you to raise hands. Are you going to 
Uh, you know, I'm going to ask you to raise hands up and do that. So we ask you to please uh, contribute to the uh, message and take this message to your friends. Talk to your friends and take because this project needs to be completed, inshallah, as soon as possible, so that this message can you know we can have a proper project, we can have proper programs work for our kids. They're growing fast, you know, they're growing fast. You know, just yesterday I was looking at my daughter's picture and looking at it now, like this has grown tremendously. So the kids are growing fast and they need programs and services. We have people, we have people who will deliver the services, but we need some good, good places, inshallah. Please uh, please share the message with your friends and donate any amount to donate, you get 35% back or 35% back from the government. And if you donate this time, by February, when you file the tax, you will get the money back. 35% back, inshallah. Please support.